What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. You're like, Brian! Yeah, Brian! <laughs> What's your deal, man? Well, you know what us ultra-liberals say. When it comes to drugs, lies are okay. Your midweek download destination. Finally, it's cool to be a Chattanooga. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years... Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't die. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the most downloaded podcast in the entire city of Chattanooga and creeping up the list of the most listened to and downloaded in the entire southeastern region. My name is Brian Stone, at Stone On Air, on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Reddit. I'm on all of them, baby. It's the Stone On Air podcast. A little bit similar today to a lot of radio shows I used to do. You start to put together ideas, plans, roadmaps, ideas, and they quickly change. More on that coming up here in a minute. Some of the stuff is going to stick that I planned on doing, but I've gone to a different direction here to open up the show here in just a couple of minutes, and I'll explain that very, very shortly. Other things coming up as the... Weekly Dose for August 16th, 2017 gets underway. Uh, Coming up here in the Stone's Throw segment, I'm going to give you examples of good selfishness and bad selfishness and the entitlement issues that you hear so often about mainly the youth, how these entitlement issues are intergenerational and compare that with some stuff going on in my life where I've been able to realize this. I already knew it, but... It kind of magnified it. We'll do that in the Stone's Throw segment here in just a few. At the uh, tail end of the show, in the third segment, I'm going to kind of do a mishmash. I'm going to start the segment talking a little bit about the uh, the solar eclipse coming on August 21st, which I knew was coming, but I didn't realize how freaking cool it was. I'm not a science guy. I mean, newsflash, right? Didn't exactly like going to any classes that meant anything. And uh, science ain't my thing, but the older I get, the more fascinated I am with it. And then when I look at these... Uh, this eclipse coming up, it is going to be pretty darn cool. And a couple of clips from um, that I pulled off of YouTube from Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about it. We'll do that on the front end and the back end of the final segment. And in the middle, well, guess what's back? Who does or doesn't stand or who how people do or don't act on the damn national anthem at a sporting event? Here we go again. Deja vu all over again. A uh, writer from Yahoo Sports, one of my uh, favorite online guys the last few years, Dan Wetzel, writes a piece about something that I've thought of before and I think is very well put in this piece about the national anthem that's coming up in the final segment. Kind of bookended with conversation about the eclipse coming up here on August 21st. All right, so let's see what to do here, what to do, what to do. I am going to shift gears from the way I was going to layer this out and go with this kid that was fired from Mojo Burrito in St. Elmo. Now, I reached out to him on Facebook early today, or late, I should say late today, earlier, which today would be Tuesday the 15th as this podcast is released every single Wednesday, uh, first thing in the morning. 
And this week happens to be August 16th. His name is Terrence Hightower. Now, how I got this idea to do this subject matter was, honestly, I was sitting at work today uh, on, on Tuesday trying to figure out which direction to go. And I text my friend that's a girl. We were just chit-chatting back and forth. I said, hey, uh, I am dying over here to try to fill some space. And, I mean, I don't want to talk about all national stuff. I've been, and I'll get to that in Stone's Throw a little bit, kind of why I've been a little disconnected here recently. And she sent me a text that said, well, there's a kid that just got fired from Mojo Burrito in St. Omo. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Well, apparently because this dude went to the uh, Charlottesville uh, demonstrations and was in support of the, uh, I mean, I, I guess the alt-right for a better way of putting it. And uh, so, and she and she always makes fun of me for being an old guy that has a newspaper in my driveway all the time. She goes, oh, so what? You didn't read that in the morning paper? <laughs> Smarty pants. Anyway, it was, uh, it was, it was a, my tip off is just something to look at. So I look him up. Uh, what did I say his name was? Terrence. Sorry, 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 sorry here. I'm, I'm flying like the old radio station where we pull up the internet and try to figure it out as we, as we go. Terrence Hightower was fired from Mojo Burrito just in the last couple of days. Now, here's what I found that was posted by Robert T. Nash, one of my uh, always uh, informants, if you will, news uh, tip, news tipsters. Posted this from Reddit. Somebody who worked at St. Elmo, all the stuff of who it was is blocked out here, but from the uh, message board style social media that is called Reddit, it says, Happy Sunday. Just a heads up, Mojo Burrito in St. Elmo knowingly employs a literal Nazi. He has a sticker on his scooter, which it parks in view of other employees, that literally claims a devotion to Hitler. He requests two days off to attend the Nazi rally in Virginia and posted pictures of himself there. I called him out today and was threatened with disciplinary action. I see no reason for y'all to, to giving them your business. Like, sorry, this is grammatically a disaster. I'm trying to make spell check as I go through. Share this if you want. I'm sure it'll get back to the owner and I'm sh sure she will want to fire me but I'm putting my two weeks in. So again, just disastrously written with grammatical errors and spelling errors. But so that was before Mojo Burrito in St. Elmo fired this kid for what it would appear for going to this rally in Virginia. Well, that's basically what happened. So in from the time I printed this off earlier on Tuesday, this says 22 hours ago. So this was Monday night, August. Uh, that would have been 14th, Monday night. This is from Mojo Burrito. It's signed Eve Williams, a woman I have met working in the uh, the, the, the beer industry and vending industry. I have met Eve from uh, through deliveries. Don't know her, only met her. says, Dear community, we are deeply saddened by the events that have taken place in our country and at our St. Elmo location over the course of the last few days. Mojo Burrito does not condone harassment racism, or discrimination of any kind. We swiftly took the proper legal steps in order to terminate an employee once we were made aware of the situation. We felt we needed to do this in a very safe manner considering the volatility of the situation. On a personal and professional level, we pride ourselves on diversity, inclusion, equality, and sense of community. 
We apologize to those who are hurt or offended and will continue to work to ensure the safety and happiness of our guests and employees as we have for the last 15 years. Thank you for your understanding and your continued support. Peace and love. Eve Williams, president of Mojo Burrito. Now, the blanks that I need filled in on, and I reached out to Terrence, who got fired. I reached out to a couple of people who had done reports on this uh, News Channel 9. the only one I saw trying to figure out who they have talked to and what has or hasn't happened. I'm not going to dig through a bunch of slop on somebody's Facebook page for hours on end trying to see what everybody's talking about. I don't have time for that. But I do wonder what this means. And also, I'll read it again at the top. It says, we are deeply saddened by the events that have taken place in our country. Got that. We all understand that. And at our St. Elmo location over the course of the last few days. Saddened about the events that have taken place in the country and also saddened by the events that have happened at the St. Elmo location of Mojo Burrito over the course of the last few days. I don't know what that means. What happened at St. Elmo Mojo Burrito? Was there was there an altercation? Did somebody confront somebody? I mean, I just read you this post put on social media earlier this week as well saying that there was stickers on this guy's scooter saying, you know, support of Hitler and Nazi and this other stuff. I don't know if that's true. I'm just going by what this thing says. And then uh, this this Reddit thread does have a bunch of responses, but I it's just it's just it's just direct. It's just a mess. I can't get through all of it. And it's a bunch of conjecture and hearsay and I I don't know. So did something happen at Mojo Burrito that was more than just, "Hey, did you go to Charlottesville and protest?" Yeah, well you're fired. Or was it more complicated than that i don't know i'm curious i want to know so i'm gonna continue to reach out to terrence and if i can get him on um later in the week before the midweek download destination each week i'm gonna get him back on and talk more about this because i want to know what happened why did this happen was there a confrontation was there some kind of altercation or was it just hey did you go to charlottesville yep then you're fired well then that's not cool either so I'd like to talk more about this, and I'm going to reach out into social media and continue more and more into looking into why this has happened. And um, and is it and and now and this is another thing that Robert T. Nash posted just in the last couple of hours that uh, led me to this other Reddit post that I just read you. This is one that is coming from these same groups of uh, comrades, as they call themselves. I don't know if it goes deeper than that. I don't use Reddit much. I'm, I, I apologize. So when I look at Reddit, it confuses me a little bit, not because I'm old and stupid. It's just because I haven't used it enough to become familiar with the way that it works. But it says, hey, comrades, I posted this, and that was what I just read, yesterday, and my work has since terminated the Nazi and released a formal statement condemning him. So that's all the stuff I just read. And this is the follow-up from that person on the Reddit site. However, we are hoping to utilize the energy that was created in Chattanooga by outing Terrence Hightower and demanding his termination to organize a movement in Chattanooga. After two separate meetings, I had today with other comrades and organizers, there will be a rally to show solidarity with Charlottesville and to declare resistance against Nazis in Chattanooga. It is being held at 7.30 on the 17th of August at Coolidge Park in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Side note for me, hopefully I'm going to get off in time. I'm going to go down there just to see what the fuss is about. It's back to the post from Reddit. Do not bring your kids. This is not a candlelight vigil. We will have armed people guarding the rally. It is not a march. We will have speakers to talk about some key issues. Bring your flags. If you have concealed carry permits for Tennessee, bring your guns. 
Try not to mask up, though, as it would most likely create targets for police. We are expecting counter-protesters and police action. Stay safe, comrades, and I hope to see you there. This country has absolutely lost their minds. There's a good selfish, and there's a bad selfish. I'll give you examples of both in Stone's Throw. Heads up! It's Stone's Throw. Wait, what? Oh, whoa! Back up the truck! What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me, I'm stupid, I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? Kind of odd that's just kind of came out of nowhere on Tuesday for me. And then a lot of things have come out of nowhere for me here recently because I've been kind of not paying attention to anything. I'm kind of tired of everything. I'm kind of tired of the of the news. I'm kind of tired of, of all the sensationalism out there. And I've really just kind of shut down the last few weeks. I mean, more specifically in the last four or five days. And the reason for that is, is uh, first of all, I'm one of the most selfish people you'll ever meet. And I am the best selfish person out there. If selfish people need to take note, because I do it better than anybody. President is mad, and his supporters hate their the, the detractors, and the detractors hate them, and people are mad in Charlottesville, and someone's dead, and I just don't even care. I Right now, I just don't even care. I don't care. There's potential unrest with North Korea and maybe some bombs and maybe some more. And you know what? I I just, I don't care. I just don't. I do not care. I have not cared about a lot of things here recently because I'm selfish. And I'm tired of caring about things other than myself. I am 37 years old. I've been doing a lot of the same stuff for a very long time. And a lot of that is good. And a lot of it's bad, depending on how you want to look at it. And things are about to drastically change over the course of the next couple of years of my life because of a, a buyout in my day job company. It's going to change things. Uh, I'm not going to lose a job necessarily, but the job that I've used to since I was 21 and a half years old very likely will be drastically transformed, if not eliminated completely. I had a, a close death in the family that was um, more concerning to me about the other people that are still alive and the ramifications from that, that concerns me and them for the rest of our lives. And it's concerning to me. And at this point, I only care about that. I'm selfish because right now, all I care about is myself. And that's kind of how I've been the entire my entire life. I don't bother you with any of my problems because I'm not worried about anything other than taking care of mine. So I leave you out of it. Meaning, I am a very quality, selfish person. I'm not married with a family because I knew that that's not something I could do because I'm too damn selfish to commit to a family, to a wife, to children, to family life. I can't do it because I'm too damn selfish. So I, don't, so I haven't concerned anybody else with that. I'm a quality, selfish person. I'm so selfish, you can't even realize it without me telling you in a lot of ways. Because selfish can be defined in different ways. Anybody who knows me, who spends time with me, what's mine is yours. In that department, I'm not selfish at all. And people who've known me a long time understand that and get that. But I'm still one of the most selfish people you've ever met, and it's as quality selfish as you'll ever get. I'll tell you what's not 
quality selfishness. This whole concept, this whole idea that somehow, some way, and this is all po- post-World War II stuff, that thinking that somehow somebody owes you something from your family is absolutely absurd. We tend to equate entitlement issues with the today's youth, like it's unique to a, the last couple of generations. And like young people, they think they're owed everything. They think they're owed everything. I'm telling you, bro, you're not paying attention if that's what you think. The entitlement epidemic that we often equate to just the youth of America is a intergenerational problem. This is not just children. This is not just young people. This is not just middle age. Somehow, some way, for some reason, I don't understand if it's because maybe the movies and the TV shows and entertainment in Hollywood has somehow romanticized the will and romanticized um, inheritance and has somehow led people to believe that you you are obligated to leave a legacy or and the younger generations that then therefore feel this entitlement of getting an inheritance and then somehow that becoming part of the life plan that somehow factors into their economic situation it's gone wild and out of control and i i just ask you look around look at somebody if you're if you're near my age you're going to start seeing people die more often have you been around any situation where somebody dies who had any kind of value monetarily whatsoever and it didn't destroy portions of the family is absolutely uncalled for absurd and infuriating if you're concerned what you think people owe you upon death you're a horribly terrible selfish person you are disgustingly off base here and the problem is it's become so so normalized that people i have high respect for still sometimes actually fall into it you know that whole thing the stupid ass movie you watch where everybody gathers around for the reading of the will via uh vhs tape or whatever or what would be now the some kind of recorded digital whatever oh and and then to my lovely daughter libby i leave the this this and this and it's like some kind of stupid movie scene that's not how this is supposed to work that's not what leaving leaving a legacy is and and by the way you're not obligated to leave quote unquote a legacy my mother my father my people my family has come before me they don't owe me a damn thing and yours don't owe you anything either and for some reason we think that as our our dependents or our parents or whatever they're called, the people, your, 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 your guardians, the people who raised you as they get older and die, that somehow they owe you something. And then if you don't get what you want, we're going to start a huge ass fight over it and we're going to start hating each other. And I know you've likely experienced it and I've experienced it a couple of different times in my life and it's infuriating. You're not owed a damn thing. Now, if you want to leave leave a legacy and that's really important to you, then good for you. Good for you. That's a really admirable thing to do. And I hope it works out well for you. But if you have somehow raised children to think that their, their life goals and their life plans revolves around that inheritance, you've done a poor job. And that might be out of your control to a certain degree. But if you want to leave everything you can to somebody, good for you and good luck with it. 
But if you're walking around thinking, oh, man, well, when so-and-so dies, I get this. You're a selfish asshole. You're a bad, selfish person. That's not good selfish. That's bad selfish. Nobody owes you anything, just like you don't owe anybody else anything either. Unless you feel like putting yourself in that position to do it. Coming up next, I'm going to bookend around the eclipse on August 21st with a piece from Dan Wetzel asking a question about the national anthem that I've thought of many times in the past, and I thought he put it very well. That's coming up next. On August 21st, 2017, is because the the moon's shadow, uh, it, it earth falls in the Pacific, land falls in Oregon, crosses the United States, exits South Carolina, and then comes off of the earth in the Atlantic Ocean. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is America's eclipse. <laughs> This eclipse will touch no other landmass but, but the continental United States. Try to get to it. It's a stunning spectacle because the moon is 1 400th the size of the sun and it is 400 times closer. And those two facts got to cancel out and the sun and the moon in the sky are about the same size. And so when you have a total solar eclipse, the moon exactly covers the sun. It becomes as dark as night in the middle of the day. That was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Recently at some kind of nerd conference, I don't know. This is The Doors. I'm going by memory only here. 1967, I believe. Waiting for the sun. Of course, when it comes to The Doors, you only have about four years to guess from. 66 to 70. Jim died in 1971. If I remember that one correctly. And uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is a... Fascinating character, fascinating scientist, very, very outspoken, says a lot of things that I agree with that are less scientific. A lot of that has to do with the um, more spiritual nature of the world, and I agree with him on all that very much. Also consider him one of the smartest people I've ever you know, read about, read of, watched videos of. And it's one of those situations where with him just specifically, and uh, I'll, I'll get to this thing with the Star Spangled Banner here in a minute that I was talking about, but I don't remember how long ago it was now. It's been a while, maybe seven or eight years. I was working at the old radio station 
and we had him on on the phone, not in person. I'd been really pissed right now if, if this was an in-person situation. But anytime we had anybody on the phone, I always had to contact them, talk to them, get them lined up, get them ready as a producer uh, of the show. And he was in town to talk to UTC. So it was like, hey, here's uh, this dude, and I'm just I'm blowing it off like it's no big deal. Uh, oh, some scientist talking to UTC. Oh, man, I'm so excited. It was a great interview, and I, even at the time, I could. It was with Jeff Styles who did the interview, and I could tell it was good because I listened. I'm, I'm there, and I thought that's a pretty smart dude. I wonder who that guy is. Well, it just turns out to be one of the most brilliant scientists in the world. <laughs> yeah, you were just on the phone with one of the most brilliant scientists in the history of the world, and you didn't even bother to care who he was until after the fact. But I had a handful of those over the years as I was young and dumb and didn't care about um, anything that didn't concern me immediately, hence my selfishness. That was more of that bad selfishness. I guess I try to harness the good selfishness now. But as I've had kind of a couple la- uh, couple weeks to check out a little bit and stop paying attention to the headlines, and I've, I've turned off the DVR, and I'm not watching the Talking Head shows here recently, another one of the stories that popped up, and this was in sports world once again, another couple of years in a row now with this Damn anthem and people either not doing exactly what other people want them to do or they're sitting or they're kneeling or whatever. And it brings this question of to me sometimes, is, all right, what the hell is it that we're supposed to do? And this was the the Raiders, I think. Now it was uh, Marshawn Lynch and somebody else. I get I, I just don't I don't I just don't care about what you do during the anthem. I don't care if you pick your nose. I don't care if you stand at attention. I don't care if you sit, kneel, go to the bathroom. It doesn't matter to me. But we have somehow, some for some reason, turned this, what has become, I guess, you know, tradition of playing a national anthem before a sporting event. And I have thought before, why do we do this? Why? And Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports wrote a really good piece on it today, and I'm going to read you portions of it, asking that exact question, why do we do this? Why is it necessary? Yahoo Sports, Dan Wetzel. Why play the anthem before football games, or any games at all? Ostensibly, it is patriotic. For many people, though, it isn't, and not just the ones protesting. Scan the crowd during the anthem at any sporting event, and you'll see people talking to each other looking at their phones, eating, drinking, or scooting off to the bathroom. How many of them are standing only out of societal pressures? In some stadiums, they sing along. In others, recording artists get to use the moment in an effort to market and promote themselves. This is hardly the solemn tribute to the military many claim. So why is it that a stadium full of tens of thousands of rowdy people, many of whom have been drinking all day, has been deemed the appropriate time for a mass act of unity. And why, when a good number of people in the crowd are sitting, talking, eating, etc. during the anthem, is the conduct of every player and coach considered so important? They don't play the anthem before big concerts, or plays, or movies, or the opening credits of a television show, or before most working environments, or during the morning commute, or so on and so on. Dare the most pro-American television or radio host to play the full song during their show and they'll balk, knowing bored viewers and listeners would just flip the switch. The military acknowledges it sees all of this as a recruiting tool. Yet even that gets murky 
In 2015, Arizona Senators John McCain and Jeff Flake revealed that the Department of Defense shelled out $6.8 million to get college and pro teams to stage patriotic events during games. That supposedly feel-good moment for America was actually, quote-unquote, paid patriotism. Quote, many of the ceremonies honoring troops at professional sporting events are not actually being conducted out of a sense of patriotism, but for profit, John McCain said at the time. And it's a lot longer piece than that. But that got me thinking even further along is this is another case of bogus, fake arguments, bogus, fake uh, emotional feeling to just try to shame other people into doing what you think you think is right. I don't mean you, the listener. I mean you, the generalized you. You can do whatever you want during the anthem. You can do whatever you want. This isn't that big a deal. But every year now, we got to pretend like it is. And why is the damn thing being played anyway? I respect the song. I respect the country. Some of it anyway. Why does it got to be played before a football game with a bunch of drunk people in the stands? And then what do we got to do? Evaluate every person and how they do or don't act? This, this is, you know, much ado about nothing. A bunch of assholes who just decide to get mad about something. And that's the same kind of thing that we might have here going on with the Mojo Burrito thing. I'm not sure. I don't know that this kid that got fired is a quote-unquote Nazi just because some social, social justice warrior online decided to post some stuff on Reddit. Is that what that is? I don't know that. I don't know that. But, man, we are a weird bunch of people. This country has lost their damn mind. Lost it. And that is partially why I have gotten to the uber selfish stage of I just don't really care I mean I'll evaluate it I'll look and I'll read about it and I'll look about it but man you know what I got I got somewhat a family crisis on my life I've got potential career crisis on my life and I and I've got this this new media website webcast podcast thing that I'm working my ass off on and getting no returns from if you think I care about some assholes in Virginia fighting each other because one wants a, a statue torn down and one doesn't and somebody might end up dead. I mean, I hate to hear it. I hope it doesn't happen, but I just don't care. I just don't really care. I got way more important things to deal with right now. And I think all of us, in some respects, if you sit back and analyze your life and, and, and stop taking everything for so damn granted, you got things you need to worry about more too. Yeah, I don't want... King Jom Oom Ding Bill Dill hitting us with a damn bomb. But really, day to day, day in, day out, I got more important shit I got to worry about. Sorry, that's just me being selfish. A quick gear shift, and this is a report out of New York on the upcoming total solar eclipse on August 21st. Eclipse excitement is building at the American Museum of Natural History on the Upper West Side. Well-known astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson was there talking about the rare event that hasn't been seen in the U.S. since 1979. There is no excuse. There's nothing you can say to justify not going to the eclipse. During the total solar eclipse, the moon will line up perfectly between the Earth and the sun, but only a 70-mile-wide path stretching from Oregon to South Carolina will be in the path of totality. Your skies will go dark, stars will come out, 
planets will start to become visible. There are certain rituals that animals go through, going to roost, going, returning home to their nests. You'll see this behavior as the sky darkens and then it brightens up again and they just freak out. The path of totality is where you want to be. That's a sweet spot. And it's like this like arc, um, this line that's like, uh, that's like bent that goes from Oregon all the way down to South Carolina. And it looks like that we are in a darn nice sweet spot. It looks like it's closer to Spring City, maybe closer going up 27 and just keep heading that way. From what I understand from my scientist dork friends, but we should be pretty pretty good here in uh, the Chattanooga area to get a pretty good look at this on Monday the 21st. What is it? It is, well, the solar eclipse. The moon passes between the sun and earth and blocks all or part of the sun for up to three hours. For this eclipse, the longest period when the moon completely blocks the sun from any given location along the path will be about two hours and, or excuse me, two, two minutes and 40 seconds. And when can you see it? Well, the times for partial and total eclipses are always depending on location. It looks like, based on what I'm seeing here, it says Nashville eclipse begins at 11.58 and a half. So that's going to put it at 1 p.m. Chattanooga time, Eastern time. Uh, totality begins at 1.27 Nashville time. So that's 2.30 almost. And then ends, totality ends at 129 and a half. So that's 229 and a half. Sorry to be confusing using the two uh, time zones. And then the eclipse is completely over in Eastern time zone at 4 o'clock. So there's a long stretch there, but the totality where it's going to be dark is for about two and a half minutes. I'm looking pretty forward to this. At first I was like, wow, whatever, dude. An eclipse? Wow. Super excited. Well, then I realized, actually, no, this is pretty cool. This is uh, something from a, a conference that Neil deGrasse Tyson was at where he was asked for if someone would ask for his ultimate advice on seeing the eclipse. Uh, maybe anyone below a certain age has to experience amazing phenomenon by looking at the video image on their smartphone as the smartphone takes in the actual image. I, I, I get it, you want to then look at it later, but then you would not have experienced it in the moment with your own eyes looking at the real event. And maybe just, like I said, put down, put down your smartphone and experience this one emotionally, psychologically, physically, rather than just through the screen. To recognize that occasionally things line up in ways that are uncommon or unusual, either in your life experience or for the Earth itself, to deny yourself of that opportunity would be to not live as full a life as you could have experiencing the natural world around you. Translation, put down your damn phone. And while I'm totally cool with documenting life through your phone, I, you know I've argued that over and over again, this is a real supernatural feeling style event. Like if you're all if you're looking for that thing that makes you feel, you know, the presence of God or these higher powered supernatural kind of things that, that people talk about a lot, this is something that is akin to that. It should feel that way to you anyway. Don't look through your phone. Some other asshole will do it and you can go look at it on YouTube. 
Check it out in, in, in real time with your eyeballs. And no, you're not supposed to stare at the sun, but this one time I think it's all okay to go ahead and throw doctor's orders and scientist's orders out and stare at the sun. My name is Brian Stone. This is the Stone On Air podcast, the most selfish, the goods kind, the most listened to, the most downloaded podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. Don't be a fraud. The truth is easy to remember. Watch the eclipse without your cell phone and watch this space every time you get a chance. More on this Mojo Burrito and this kid that got fired as the week goes along. If I can arrange some interviews, I'll do them whether we're doing an official podcast or not. This is a Might Be Giants. Why does the sun shine? See you later. Bye. Scientists have found that the sun is a huge atom-crushing machine. The heat and light from the sun are caused by the nuclear reaction between hydrogen and hydrogen.